Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Inhumans, episodes seven and eight. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. Hey, Jeff. We saw the entire first season of Inhumans, or the complete, <sighs> possibly the complete series. <laughs> um, it's, it's looking like that, um, that may very likely be the case. Yeah. I hate to say that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that I'd hate to say it at this point. Uh, they haven't done anything with it that I've been too impressed by. Uh, but I guess, spoiler free, what do you think? In humans, yay, nay? Honestly, I'm going to have to say just overall, I'm just really disappointed with how the, the series turned out. Yeah. Um, it's not as great as it could have been, and... I really want to say that it's all Scott Buck's fault. Like, how does he still get work? Uh, well, you he know, Baxter. TV, well TV is him. very complicated. There's lots of people <sighs> involved, but it does seem to be a trend uh, at the moment that Scott Buck's Scott Buck and Marvel have not had their best partnership. Uh, I don't know what he did before all of that, but uh, you know. Not so far, so far the good things with Marvel. All right, well, let's get into some spoiler territory. Uh, in three, two, one, spoilers for Inhumans, the the complete first season. Uh, three, two, one. Black, Black Bolt spoke once, and death didn't matter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't even say it excitedly. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty sad that they made uh, death death not matter in this. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like the one thing they did that we we said the the one the one relationship they had going for them was Gorgon and Karnak, um, and then they do a, a they do a bad thing by killing off Gorgon, and then they bring him back, which you know you could and say they bring him back in like the worst way. Yeah, nobody likes just crazy madness, like uh, so much uh, tea. Narrative fiction should have motivations. Like, you want to understand why people do the things they do. Um, and, and just having Gorgon be mad because he's, like, crazy. Because that's a thing. Because that's a thing. Um, and, and, you know, you, Maximus wants to go through the Terrigenist a second time, and it sounds like that causes madness, possibly. So Maximus the Mad could get his, uh, if if the show con- continues... <laughs> Uh, man, that, that was a that was a fate worse than death. I mean, De- Black Bolt um, left him there with with enough to survive forever, enough food and water to survive forever by himself <laughs> on the moon. Yep, for an eternity is what he said. And I don't know if you looked at the bunker very closely, but that did not look like enough food and water to last forever. Yeah, we never saw all the walls of it. It could have gone deeper. Well, like, well, I yes. saw a blast from the past. <laughs> and that's it's nothing like that. <laughs> it looked it looked like a good bit. It was a good bit of stuff in there. Blast from good reference though. I love Blast from the yeah. Past. <laughs> it's a great movie. What so happened like, to Brendan Fraser? Why there, he there were like four bunks in there that were really odd looking bunks, like that you know, they serve as beds, I guess. But then there was like some, you know, few packs of food, a couple of like totes of things, like some suitcases of stuff. Like there were no canned anything. I just I didn't I didn't buy it. 
I didn't buy that it was a bunker that could last forever. Yeah. Well, I get that. I get that. Bad set design on that part, uh, I guess. There's, there was just a lot that I didn't buy, though, in this whole, like, in the whole series. And, yeah, and especially too. in these last two episodes, I just... It's just like, a flaw with a lot of this. A lot of this fiction, uh, a lot of this Marvel DC stuff is just like... The, the ones that are bad, the problem is you didn't make me care about the character, then you didn't give me motivations for that character that made it make sense that they're doing what they're doing. Um, and just that's that's just sloppy writing. It's just and then it makes me pick stuff. apart the entire series. Yeah, you, you, I'm, we're watching stuff about you know fantasy, basically, and we're, we're, we're willing to forgive a lot of stuff. Uh, but... You yeah, like get, if they had, if they had told the 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 better story, I would have been like, oh, it's it's all Limbus bread in there. You know, one bite is enough to you know fill the belly of a grown man, and that'll last him for a day. It's like fine, it's cool. I can headcanon that maybe. But you if want it's a it makes good you story. want to tear everything else apart when the story is so bad, right? And I just I, I mean, still don't know why I care about these characters. <laughs> I, I still don't see that they did. I mean, at the very end, they give a little lip service to the fact that they're going to change their society. But at this point, it's all just lip service. We didn't really see him make decisions. Like, I would have liked to have seen him come against, like, some real struggle. If that's the story they're telling, if the story they're telling is uh, Black Bolt learns that he's. Uh, Black Bolt and Medusa learn that they've been ruling poorly and, like, change their ways. Um. Then, the struggle, like the the a plot, the the big climax, should be Black Bolt having to make a decision where he like continues to rule the old way or changes his ways, you know. And instead, it's just another like this guy's doing a bad thing, and we have to stop him, you know. Yeah. And, and instead, I felt like the whole thing was just them explaining why they were right all along, like. Yeah, that's, and they, they they helped that that whole like we were right all along. They helped that kind of outlook, I guess, by just arbitrarily throwing in a uh, oh, there's an enemy that you don't know about that we're not going to absolutely tell you anything about, uh, but there's a big you know space bound enemy that is probably going to show up, and he's defending them from that. Then he's got to rule with an iron fist because I'm sorry, he's got. I I could say Iron Fist. He's got a rule with an Iron <laughs> Fist, like Scott Buck. Bad property. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's got a rule with an Iron Fist because he's got to be in control whenever these bad things come, if ever. Like, no, that you you didn't do a good job. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're trying you to didn't set do up a, a good second job season. on your A plot, and I don't want to. I don't care about a second season. So, like, setting up a second season that I don't care about. No. Yeah. Like, don't even. Quit make, trying. Make like, me care give about me the first more, season. Give me more of Ken Lung, who's um, Karnak. Like, give me more of Karnak acting his ass off. Yeah, Karnak like he good. was. He was the best part of <clears throat> of that whole. Well, like, he was the best part of the series for me, as far as the good guys go. Uh, and he was the best part of that B plot where he brought um, Gorgon back to life, and like where he felt so bad about it. Like he was so, so sorry for that. Like I felt that emotion with him and I was like, that's good acting. That's amazing. acting." I think, I I think Karnak carried the series 
in a, in, a, in a way. Like, and and I thought we kept saying Gorgon and Karnak, but the thing about it is, I don't really think Gorgon's that great. Like as an yeah. actor or as a he, he he was he was a good foil for our our hero Karnak. Yeah. So yeah, I do think that Karnak was the shining light of the series for sure. Um, we have one feed piece of feedback here. I guess we can run. It's pretty long, so let's go ahead and jump to that. Um, okay. Because we're not going to st- stay around very long. Because <laughs> we also want to record uh, uh, some uh, Thor feedback tonight. So uh, Leighton Cobb has some stuff to say. What she? What's, All right. What, what does Leighton Cobb have to say? Leiden says, just finished the season finale of Marvels and Humans, season one. Before I review the content of the show, this project was in pre-production hell for a long time. It was originally slotted as an MCU Phase 4 film after Avengers 4. It got canned and put on ABC. It actually, I'm going to go ahead and stop there. It wasn't slotted for a Phase 4 movie. It was still supposed to be Phase 3, but like be the wrap-up lead into anyway it's it got killed from being a movie got put on abc as a show leighton continues saying this was a good decision for three reasons inhumans are an unpopular property of marvel comics not a lot of people know who they are that's not to say that it couldn't be a surprise hit like guardians of the galaxy but on tv there are similar process or sorry similar successes like jessica jones so there's no disrespect to the characters in moving them to tv Secondly, the story of the Inhumans to be done right would run a little long for a film. Letting the characters breathe in an eight-episode series allows it to be fun and not rushed. There were a lot of great moments in the show that would have definitely been cut in a two-hour film. Ultimately, the the Inhumans already exist on the ABC show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it is good universe-building to expand on their existence. Afterlife, the Inhuman City in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., didn't feel like it did the entire race of Inhumans justice. Inhumans Adelan feels a lot better for showing the scope of the Inhumans as a race. Alright, my review of Marvel's Inhumans. This is filled with spoilers, all caps. <laughs> I love the first sentence, Sorry. Scott Buck should stop getting Marvel projects first and foremost. <laughs> a lot of what is wrong with Marvel's Iron Fist on Netflix is wrong with this show. The first act is rough. The show fails to get you to care about the royal family until later in the show. You sit there and wonder why you should root for Black Bolt and Medusa, much like the first four episodes of Iron Fist. Luckily, there's only eight episodes, so that's a lot shorter. <laughs> also, the plot is weaved with elements of production that are blatantly obvious. Spoilers! When Maximus expels the royal family from Adelan, he cuts Medusa's hair. The first thing you think is, oh, so they don't have to CGI her hair for the rest of the season. Smart. First episode, they fake kill Triton. That's to get rid of the difficult and costly quote-unquote green guy until the finale, where they suddenly have the budget for him. There are many shots of Gorgon. Very few feature below his knees. Gorgon (laughs) has hooves like a ram, if you didn't know. That's money! The Karnak scenes are sparingly featured, as he has some convenient hiccups with his powers. Rightfully so, it feels as if the Inhumans aren't firing on all cylinders. But that's the narrative, I guess. Besides the patchy plot, there are a few minor things I would complain about, mainly some actors. The ones who plays Lu- or the ones who play Louise and Crystal. I can second that. I still can't stand Crystal. <laughs> Like, oh, anyway, uh, but besides the buck issues, the show is mostly good. 
the show excels at, at showing in humans what it means to be uh, human on an emotional level. The human side characters carry the heart of the show, which is fine. Karnak was easily the best character. He appears at the end of the season one, or I'm sorry, at the end of season one, a changed man. Very good writing there. Crystal's case was less convincing and more characteristic of a network show ordering her to be more quote-unquote teenage. There are enough elements of high fantasy, literally alien qualities to the show to entertain the very fantasy on, uh, on display on an intellectual level. Another strength of the show is the politics that Maximus weaves the entire season. The finale is stronger than any finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, for a network show, I'm surprised at the enormity of the last episode. The resolution Black Bolt achieves is astounding. His acting is also surprisingly moving for a silent character. With its flaws, I give it a 6 out of 10. It's fun, moving, and attempts to be a huge spectacle. Like most sci-fi slash fantasy shows, with a budget that's far too small, it falls a bit short. If you love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or superhero genre, I'd give it a chance after you watched the superior Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the far superior Netflix Marvel shows. Another indicator that you might like the show is if you like the shows like Game of Thrones, Star Trek, or Into the Badlands. It's full of stakes, dialogue, and subplots. Motivations are high and and every close-up is full of contemplation. I'm afraid the show might be skippable for the vast majority of people, but I'm glad I got to see a faithful rendition of such iconic Marvel characters. Cool. I'm glad Leighton got some stuff out of it. Um, cause, <laughs> but unfortunately, the, the biggest part of his review that rang true to me was, it was only eight episodes, and so that's good. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I hate to feel that way, but, like... Yeah, it, it, you definitely. It, 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 when when Triton shows back up, as soon as Gorgon dies, it's like, oh, they couldn't afford all the characters. <laughs> like, not only did they <laughs> get rid of the green time. character, but they also like waited till they killed off a character to bring another character back. <laughs> um, and yeah, and that's the thing is like all the all of them aren't firing it on all cylinders, but it was like. It wasn't like a unified reason. It was just everyone had their own reason. It was never really explained why, uh, you know, uh, Karnak's powers weren't working that well. Um, he got hit on the head, I guess. It was never yeah. explained why that other girl's powers were degrading. It was never explained why the little nubs on Medusa's head couldn't do some damage. <laughs> they could have been waving a little bit. <laughs> Um, She's just seething mad. You just see waves in her hair, just constantly. Like, it looks like been fire. Cool. It would have been kind of cool. Um, yeah, but yeah. No, th thank you, Leighton, for writing that in. Um, it's good to hear another perspective because I think me and as 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 you may have noticed, as we were dropping episodes these last couple weeks, we only dropped them every other episode because we just couldn't bring ourselves to. We don't like you know crapping on these shows. We enjoy that. We enjoy enjoying them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. It, it's it's also a matter of like nobody goes to listen to a podcast to be like to be told not to like something. Yeah, you don't like listening to a negative podcast, and you don't listen to podcasts about shows you don't like. Like <laughs> exactly, um, you know, and that's why we're not we're not we're not into just like crapping on things. But we're here to cover all the Marvel stuff, and it's still good to know. And like 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 Leighton said, it's good world building. Uh, I can see these characters showing up in an, in an Agents of Shield episode, and me being excited about it. You know. Um, just because it's gonna be, it could be something interesting and different, you know. 
So, uh, so I guess that's about all I have to say about the Inhumans. I really don't have much. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say, Jeff? Um, I mean, other than Karnak was the best, Crystal was the absolute worst. <laughs> and I'm not really, in, I'm not really hoping for a second season out of it. As cute as the sad. dog was, uh, what was the dog's name? Lockjaw. As cute as Lockjaw was in the trailer, they really underutilized that. Yeah, that, they did. That could have been just, like, even just having a couple shots of him being a dog, and like cuddling up to somebody or doing, you know, whatever. Like, that could have been nice. Also, yeah, I was, still want to know why, why he exists. He was just an occasionally cute uh MacGuffin, really, honestly. Like yeah. he was just a, only, a thing that him they could use to teleport with. Him and that wall were just things to teleport with. I actually felt like I knew the wall more Eldrak. by the end. Um I knew the wall Eldrak more than I knew Lockjaw by the end. And Lockjaw was just their transportation device, nothing more, you know? I feel yeah. like that was kinda indicative of the whole series and the whole problem with uh, their villainous characters is they don't really think of their subjects as p- people. <laughs> well, just yeah, that's, that's one of the problems that I had with uh, what was her name, Locus, the one that that could do the echolocation. You remember, like yeah. she she was useful and and great and interesting right up until she was no longer needed. Like they reunited everybody, and as soon as that happened, she dies. They killed her. Well, and that's kind of a meta way of thinking about it. But in all honesty, like she seemed like she's a pretty good guy. A good character, yeah. but the reason she was on the evil side is because they never showed her any respect and never let her be useful. Um, and so I just think that I still don't have a good reason to root for these people. Um, it's just at all sort of poorly done. You you get you can't just slap superhero on something and expect me to care about it. Um, I think we've learned that, and I think um, that's that's something that I really, you know, I hate because. I feel like, you know, the stuff that I grew up on, superhero stuff is good because it's, like, subversively uh, intelligent. It's like you're watching these stupid people punch each other, uh, but, like, there's more going on. It's a lot, it's often an allegory for something deeper. Um, right. And then these shows come out where there's no allegory at all, and it's just it's just people punching each other. And, and <laughs> even those character motivations don't make sense, and it's just like, that's not what I'm here for. That's not yeah. why I'm here. Uh, and I'm disappointed that it's part of, you know, the and, Marvel Cinematic Universe has gone there twice now. Um, like, even even if you look at it as like, well, it's not, it, it's, you know, everybody's not firing on all cylinders, so it's going to be a little off. Like, I don't know that they're not firing on all cylinders, other than I had 15 minutes at the beginning of the series where they were able to. And yeah. then after that, you take that away and you've given me more time with them not firing on all cylinders than you did when they were. So them not firing on all cylinders is the norm. Yeah, for sure. So like, how am I supposed to want them to get back to their old self? If I have no recollection of what their old self was. Yeah, totally. Just, uh, there's so many negative things that I could say and I, I'm really angry about it. That's a bummer, man. I'm angry at the fact that I didn't like Inhumans. That's what I'm angry about. I'm not angry that the series was not likable. I'm angry that they made me not like it <laughs> because I was so looking yeah. forward to Inhumans I know being you a great thing. I know you were. Well, man, I, I think that's about all we got for tonight. 
thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, that is our episode on uh, on the wrapping up the Inhumans. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I believe Dave is going to guest star, and we are going to do start our Punisher reviews. So, yeah, yeah. And, I'm sorry, uh, so, I couldn't some, be there for that. Sometime next week, we're going to do Thor, uh, Thor feedback and review, and uh, we're also going to do some more Punisher stuff. I think we're going to have a couple guests hosts until Jeff can get back from Tampa. But uh, we we wish you well, Jeff. We hope you found a great place. Thank you, um, thank you over there in Tampa. And uh, pretty bu- pretty big bummer, man. You're going to miss the first couple episodes of Punisher. I know, what man. I'm what are you doing? Driving for nine hours tomorrow, starting at five a.m. Well, if you want to stay up and record an episode at like two a.m., just let me I know. don't. It's going to be me driving. I'm about to go see uh, Justice League. Pretty excited about that. Mm, <laughs> I will. I will hold my uh, my opinion on that whole thing until after I see it. Yeah, that's good. Um, I I'm excited. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, all I just, right, man. I'm laughing at all of the initial reviews. Oh yeah, I've uh, I haven't really heard much. I've I'm deliberately staying away, so don't tell me anything. Okay. <laughs> we ain't a DC podcast. We ain't got a, We ain't got a comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not our thing. That's not our shtick. Nope. I'm pretty excited to go see it with no. Uh, you know, I don't have to. I don't have to be a reviewer. I just get to go sit and enjoy. <laughs> um, What's that like? Tell me what that feels like. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow with some Punisher. Uh, Peace. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 